Hello, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Uh, it's Taryn E.J. Kerwin, and as we enter into the season, the festive season of the Thanksgiving holiday season is coming. Christmas and New Year's, we really wanted to do a podcast on helping couples get through it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and what we're kind of doing today is a little bit more spontaneous. We don't have any plan. We asked our social media followers, what support do you guys need to get through the holidays together? And you know, if you guys listen to us, we are all about systems. The more systems you have created, the more successful you will be at navigating difficult, challenging times, which is kind of what we do with our couples. We help them understand that that's just a normal part of life. And when we can handle stressful times in a way that feels good for both of us. It just makes everything else feel better. Yeah. All right. Can I start with a little uh, way in which I deal with the holidays much better in my relationship? Oh, sure. All right. So Tara loves the holiday season. I like the holiday season as well, but I would not say I'm quite as full of cheer. I'm Chevy Chase. Yes. And before, like Tara would be like, when are we putting up the Christmas decorations? When are we putting them up? Are we putting up this weekend? Can we put them up this weekend? And I would fight it and fight it. Like, I don't even know why. Because I had this like traditional, you put up the Christmas decorations after Thanksgiving and it would traditionally cause us a lot of tension because it was like this like tug of war. And so what I've done is I have completely surrendered. And, And now we put up Christmas decorations after Halloween, uh, we, Halloween decorations <laughs> go so down hang on. and Christmas Halloween decorations just go up. Halloween just happened. Just happened. And I've decided because it's been a crazy couple years with this pandemic <laughs> that I'm going to have eight full weeks of Christmas. Don't it's pretend usually like only we, didn't, eight, we did the same thing last year. We, we didn't, we, honey. We, we did definitely not. did. Okay. We did it mid-November, right before Thanksgiving. Right after anyway, Halloween, to me, keep the cheer spreading. And so, yes, I am definitely putting up our Christmas Decoration and I have embraced it, and I think it's fun. And what the heck? Like, who cares if it, if it's like the second week of November or the end? Let's put up those lights and let's let's go for it. Let's bring this this uh, holiday season on. That's so funny. All right. Um. Well, let me. Let's see. One way that since we've been together with our beautiful blended family, I have coped with the holidays. Oh, for me, I think I get really sad because your family's here in Tucson, your parents. And so, you know, we spend every Christmas with them and every Thanksgiving with them. And sometimes I get a little sad and maybe a little resentful that we don't really ever get to see my family on the holidays. I also know that that's just hard with six of us in the family flying and with school. And it's just, it's a lot to ask you know, to kind of go to go visit my family in the Midwest. And so before I used to get like, oh, it's always like EJ, EJ, EJ. And now I'm like, you know, it's okay. Like I get to see my family other times of the year. And so I'm in this place of acceptance, but I it used to be really hard for me. I would really feel like I was missing out. And, and why is your family more important than mine? But I've I've worked through that over the years. And so that feels really good for me. And I think also like a big thing that happened about that is you didn't ever tell me, but I could tell like oftentimes there was like this resentment around the holidays, but I didn't know why until like we'd have like an off five hours and then Tara would be like, I just don't, 
I miss like my family and we don't see my family. And I, and I would just be like, oh, okay, well, I can't solve that right now, but at least I know what the heck is going on. So in the spirit of this podcast, which is like, how do we stay connected with our partner over the holidays? I mean, number one thing right there is, is stuff comes up during the holidays. Mm -hmm. We have to talk to one another. We have to let each other know in close proximity to what is happening internally. We have to figure it out and we have to tell our partner what's going on. I think a good idea for that is actually kind of looking at past holiday seasons, what has gone right, obviously, and what hasn't gone right. So you can kind of start to identify if there is a pattern. First of all, just being a, a therapist, a marriage and family therapist, I also know that holidays can be very challenging oh, yeah. for individuals, brings them back to grief or maybe, you know, holidays as a young person, if there was, you know, just negative environmental influences. And and I think just being able to talk about that, like, first of all, at a young age and really through your lifetime here, how do you relate to the holiday season? Like really asking your partner, like, what is your feelings around it? Are you more of like the Grinch or are you more of like the Chevy Chase <laughs> Christmas vacation? And I think just kind of getting an idea, because I don't think we really talk about it. And I think if before it all happens, like, hey, I noticed that like, I usually get like kind of grinchy around Christmas Eve when, you know, da, 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 or do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, knowing like what comes up for me during the holidays, you know, and that yes. could be... It could be about like family dynamics. I'm sure that's something we'll touch on today is like, what are the family dynamics that pop up that then influence you in your relationship? It could just be like, what is your excitement level or lack of excitement level around just all of the festivities and all of the hayrides and whatever the heck it is you do is talking to your partner about like what's important for you over these next like six weeks you know it's it's six weeks or of, eight weeks for some or in our case eight weeks <laughs> you know like how are you you know even like cultural differences of of one person you know being a christian and the other person being jewish mm -hmm. or being muslim or or being atheist or whatever yeah, of that's like a good point how do we deal with this? Because it's really, at the end of the day, it's the holiday season, whatever the heck your holidays are or lack thereof. You know, how are we going to do this together? together? And we thought, what better way but to just ask, you know, we have a ton of different social media followers and, you know, we want to hear questions from our followers, what better way to kind of make it a little bit more organic and... So Tara, yeah, would you, you got a question for us? Yeah, this is actually a big one for the first one. So thank you for our social media followers for engaging in our Instagram story and Facebook post. It always means a lot when you guys kind of give us some seeds for the podcast today. Um, one of the first questions is, what do you do when relatives ask questions that push your personal boundaries? Oh, that's a tough one because, you know, a lot of these times we're walking into situations with family where with people we haven't seen in a long time and they don't know what's going on in our lives and 
and then you know also just some people who are just have different boundaries in us and i mean i guess the first thing is knowing sort of what you're walking into is is sort of preparing yourself ahead of time as you walk into that you know situation of like oh there's you know i know i'm going to be seeing auntie emma and she always asks me about our marriage or whatever and just knowing like okay there's going to be this person who's who's a boundary crosser and maybe you know in the case of of a relationship of telling your partner like hey if you see me like mm-hmm. talking to so and so could you save me could you have my back a little bit cuz this person just like always puts me in uncomfortable situations you know and then the other thing is going into it if you just know where your boundaries are you know if you know like look there's certain things like right now in life, I don't want to talk about, like, I don't want to share with anybody. And if you know, going in where your boundaries are, then if somebody goes ahead and and crosses it, you have the ability to be prepared to kind of say like, Hey, you know what? Like, I'm just not totally comfortable talking about that. Giving yourself permission to hold that boundary. And if we're not shocked, if we kind of have an idea that it might be happening in the first place, it gives us the ability then to be prepared to hold the boundary. Does that that make sense? It does. No, I really like that. Absolutely. I also, um, before I'm going into holidays with family or if I know, you know, that there could be some drama there, I prepare myself individually. I call it my shit shield. It's like this invisible windshield in front of me. So I'm protected by this invisible windshield. And I I do like a little activate super T. That's like my little superhero name. (laughs) And I just pretend like if someone's kind of coming at me and it feels toxic or doesn't feel good, I imagine like all of their stuff kind of splattering on this invisible windshield. And it's not like I'm not internalizing it. I'm still there. I'm this compassionate human with a beating heart. And so are they. But I've got my shit shield up. Yeah. Yeah. So I I just think it's like just being prepared ahead of time. And obviously we can't control something that's going to happen or what somebody might say. But if you kind of go in with a buffer already, I think you're already setting yourself up for success. You know, instead of getting like the rug pulled out from under you, like, what was that? It's like, oh, wait, of course. Yeah. This is my family. They're going to be really like crossing boundaries here. Yeah. I I think also, you know, we've definitely supported couples before in sort of being prepared, you know, that whether it's, Mm -hmm. whether it's just like the holiday at home with the kids or whatever, or if it's going to a family affair or something like that, that couples have sort of a system, you know, because we're big believers in systems created. Like I can remember one couple where they kind of created a verbal and physical cue that if the other person needed support, if they were feeling overwhelmed, if they were kind of feeling stuck in conversations, they had a way in which they could subtly signal to the other person like, hey, I need your help. Because I know sometimes like you're unaware, like, you know, you go to a family function and you're just like both sort of in survival mode of kind of doing what you got to do. Like I'm always cooking, you know, and so I'm in my own little cooking space and I might miss that Tara needs my support in some way. And if we ahead of time have talked and Tara's like, hey, if I walk by you and I pinch you (laughs) gently, of course, that means like I need you to just tune in a little bit more to what's going on with me and, and you know, pull your head out of the smoker for a little while. Right. 
Okay, that was like a really nice answer to the first question. And again, we're always thankful for our media followers for asking these questions. I think the next one, you know, I think a lot of people are going to relate to this. And it's, what if I'm scared that my partner is going to drink too much over the holidays? How do I talk to them about this? Yeah, that's that's definitely a tough one, you know. Because a lot of times people just let loose on the holidays and Yeah, you know. and, and it can also be something that the other person is sensitive about or it just can be a hot topic in general. I mean, you know, you, you, we give this advice to a lot of couples about talking about a variety of difficult subjects. It's like you sort of almost have to talk about talking about it first, that you have to really look for a neutral moment where you're not in any sort of argument or you're not activated. And you sort of have to say to your partner, like, hey, you know, I want to talk to you about drinking over the holidays, but I want to make sure that you're in the right headspace for the conversation. So if now's not the right time, that's totally okay. If you want to sort of prepare yourself to have this conversation with me, you know, that's good. But I, I would love to just feel, you know, and again, using words like we and us, I would like us to feel really connected and really clear with each other so that we can be connected and loving and have a great holiday season. And not feel resentful or angry. And yeah, you're like going in it together and trying to set up, again, systems that are going to help you guys be successful and not fail. Yeah. And then if that's really difficult, you know, we're always, you know, we're big fans of therapy. If you feel like, you know, your partner's drinking is an issue in the relationship, strongly encourage you to find a safe place and a marriage therapist, relationship therapist that can really help you guys create that environment to talk in a vulnerable way because it's, you know, we love our partners, we care for them, we're concerned for them. And sometimes we can see them doing some self-sabotaging behaviors and, you know, it's hard to talk about, but it's really out of a place of love because we care about them so much. Yeah. And I think that's huge too, is just like framing, you know, is making sure your partner knows over and over that really what you're trying to do is, is it's not just a self-serving thing, but it's about us. It's about we, it's about you. Like, I really want you to be well and I want you to be healthy. And so, and I want us to talk about it and just, you know, going out of your way to let your partner know it's not coming from a place of judgment, that it's coming from a place of just wanting to have the best relationship you can. Oh my gosh. So this next one's a really good one. Yeah. All right. (laughs) And it's like, okay, love holiday shopping. My partner does not like holiday shopping. I get frustrated that I have to do all the shopping by myself. Oh, this feels personal. How do we, (laughs) well, I can relate. How do we make it so it feels like a combined effort so I don't feel resentful? It's amazing how these all fall under topics that have of things we already deal with couples in different realms and and what i hear is expectations you know mm. is making sure that that if we have needs if we have expectations that we're letting our partner know that if it's super important that they're a part of buying the gifts for the kids or the in-laws or whatever that you let them know like hey it would mean so much to me if you could be a little more active in helping get the gifts this year cuz sometimes i feel really like it's all on me yeah like it's all on me i mean i know that is your natural thing 
thing. You are an amazing mm-hmm. gift buyer, gift giver, and you start thinking about it. And then I'm like, my head's out of the game. And then it, I can tell, like, if I don't plug in, you get resentful because you feel like ah, it's all on me. I have to make this. I mean, you've definitely said that, right? Like, I have to yeah. make this holiday. It's all up to me to make it nice. It's that, but it's also, and I think a lot of couples experience this because we have different, like, excitement energy levels around the holidays. I like want to like do everything personalized and make it like really quality. And, and I'm like, doesn't he care? He's like, Oh, $50 Amazon gift card. That sounds great. And so I feel like my expectations are that you have the same expectations that I have. I have to be really aware that that is not true. And I have to accept that, but it is important that we kind of divvy it up and be like, Hey, hon, if if you can think about these gifts, I can go out and buy them or, you know, whatever it is, but that you have like a little system where things are kind of being delegated. Cause even if you're not as excited about me, you're still like making it a united effort or a team effort. So I don't feel all alone in it. Yeah. How about this? this is like a kind of a spin off of that one. How do we stay on the same page about the gifts we buy each other over the holidays? Interesting. Well, you and I always have a budget for each other. Yeah. Because to me, I'm not really, I am important, but to me, the holidays are about creating the environment and then giving. So I actually don't, I don't really need a lot. Yeah. So we, you and I always have like our minimum, like don't spend more than a hundred dollars. I feel the same way. Like I'm yeah. like, but again, it's important to talk about those things because even though you're saying right now that like, it's not that important to me, I do feel like a lot of pressure because, because you, even, even though you, you're a great gift giver again, like you always get me cool stuff where I'm like, oh my God, like I love these, I love this. And I feel this pressure to be like, oh my God, what am I get to her? Like, cause I want to like buy you like everything in the world, you know? And, uh, and I always feel like a little bit like I'm coming up short on gifts. And so, you know, us talking about it probably a little bit more would be helpful. Yeah. And, and, you know, some people like really love those gifts and it's important to them. And again, just kind of talking about what those expectations are. So you're not assuming that it's just going to happen and then set yourself up for disappointment. That's the thing. We don't want to set up ourselves for disappointment. Um, okay. Another question. We probably have like what room for one or two more. Yeah. A couple. We definitely have a couple more. Okay. What happens if my partner and I have very different budgets for the holiday season. Matt, I was, you know, even before you asked this, I was going to say like, how about money? How about that whole thing that like one person is just like, hey, Christmas is for credit cards. Let's just buy. And the other person is like, no, they're like from totally different realm. I mean, yeah, money's hard, right? Money's a hard topic. But again, it comes down to communication. And systems. Yeah, it comes down to like, can we sit down and and do we need to create a budget? You know, does that feel good? Is it a free-for-all? And both of us can just say like, hey, you know, we'll deal with this in January. But it it almost doesn't matter as long as you're communicating about it, right? Right. As long as there's agreements. As long as there's agreements and you guys can kind of come and meet each other in the middle. But if you don't talk about it, your partner's looking at that credit card bills like what in the world, it will just bring up some negative, negative stuff. So again, we're doing this podcast because we want to help people before the holiday season set up systems so things don't go to the South Pole. They go to the North Pole. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. 
That, you know, and it's interesting how these things always bleed together too, because like sometimes I, well, all the time I get stressed out about money. You're like much more of a plunge in. You're also like way more into the whole preparation and buying for Christmas. And sometimes what's happening is you're like starting to talk about like what we're getting the kids. I'm thinking about how much money it's going to cost and you think I'm not involved in the gift buying process, but really what it, what's happening is I'm already getting stressed about money and I don't tell you, you know? And so again, it's just So then like, I feel sad. Yeah. You like, think, oh, he doesn't even want to get our kids. And it's not Christmas. that at all. It's just that like, I'm already being like, you know, I got a little talent. I got a little Excel spreadsheet in my head of like, all right, a bike's going to cost this. All right. Well, this is going to cost that. Like, no, no, no. So, you know, again, it's all about communication. All about communication. All right, here's another one. Are you ready? Do it. Okay. So as we know, over the holiday season, there are a ton of gatherings. Well, now that, you know, the pandemic is starting to sort of narrow down a little and people are getting out more, Um, more parties, more holiday events, more family gatherings. And the question is, my partner usually wants to stay longer at these family gatherings and fill up every single weekend with parties. Like, and this is my only week off and I kind of want to relax. How do we do that? That's a good question. Yeah. Because we, we have different, uh, sort of like gas tanks when it comes to social events, right? Exactly. Gas tanks and social events and duration at social events. Yeah. Well, we, we acknowledge it. We, we take a moment, maybe say, hey, the holidays are coming up and there's going to be a lot of social engagements. How Let's just like acknowledge each other's needs here. Yeah, that's huge first. That's really good, E. Yeah, I mean, and then I think, you know, there's good old-fashioned planning. Good old-fashioned old planning. Like sitting down, it's probably an important thing for a lot of couples to sit down with a calendar over these next six, eight weeks and start filling things in and start looking at like what are our responsibilities socially and where are we going to allot our energy? Right. And do we have to do everything? I mean, and are there some things we're okay doing individually? I mean, because, you know, I mean, I'm jam packed. I've got a whole Christmas calendar with every single day and every single weekend. Like I want to do the Christmas lights. I want to do the zoo lights. I want to go to Winter Haven. I want to look at those lights. Oh my gosh. And the list goes on and on. And I know that's overwhelming for you. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, you know, this is where like blended family stuff gets in into territory too. It's like, you know, when Tara was talking today about like doing the lights at our house and the boys aren't with us this weekend, like I feel this like tightening of like, oh gosh, well, well, you know, and and so it could be about a party or lights or whatever. How how are you going to manage with when you have custody stuff? Oh yeah, that's a good one. That kind of, yeah, that goes into a whole different question. And acknowledging just how different each person's experience is, you know, that in in a blended family that like each parent has a a very different, you know, sort of like reaction when it comes to an event or this and that and who's going to be there and who's not going to be there. And, And just making sure that you like really, you know, 
one thing that, that I've learned and why I think we have a better relationship now is just like, God, we've become so much more aware of all of the things that can possibly create stressors for us. And we've also gotten better at saying like, we deal with it. We don't not deal with it. Right. You know, we talk about whatever it is. Because like, again, if Tara doesn't know that like, yeah, well, you talked about decorating, but like the boys won't be there for that that could easily turn into like her just not getting, you know, why I'm like dragging my feet or something and that I'm not excited. And it might not be that, but if I tell her, then we can deal with it. You know, we can, we can find a way to work around it. Absolutely. No, I mean, again, like kind of as I'm hearing ourselves talk and we're going to kind of wrap this part up and we might do a part two of this because we actually have a lot of questions. I think this is not a bad idea. Do another one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Because there's some other really good questions, but really like kind of every question that I'm going through that we just asked, it is all about communication, trying to plan ahead of time, trying to set up a system, whether that's like, hey, honey, come do that little pinch if I'm starting to get overwhelmed or put up my shit shield, (laughs) you know, or just kind of like, hey, how are we going to navigate the holidays around alcohol and like exercise, well-being, all of those things that it's communication, having a system, talking about it, recognizing that each of you have individual needs, which is totally okay, and trying to come in the middle of that you know, so your expectations are realistic and that both of you are on the same page and in agreement. And does that mean your holidays are going to be like all blissful? Hopefully. And, but if not, like you're going to be able to kind of like, you know, navigate those difficult times or those difficult family members or whatever that might be in a much easier way. Cause you guys feel like you're tight, right? Like we've got tight. We got this. So, well, thank you for listening, you guys. This yeah. is going to be uh, part one, Holiday Survival Series, honey. All right. And as always, you know, if you have more questions, because we are going to pop back with this again, feel free to just hit us up at info at he said, she said counseling.com or on our social media, uh, which is always in our show notes as well. And uh, hey, a wonderful present for uh, somebody you love, your partner, uh, Relationship Renovation at Home, 22-week incredible program to bring couples closer together, to build communication skills, solidify your intimacy. Check it out uh, always on our website. It's Relationship Renovation at Home. All right. Well, thank you. It's been great speaking with you guys. As always, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and uh, wishing everybody the happiest of holidays. Part one. Kicking off. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 